0: Welcome to Brody Sports Talk, my name is Caleb Walgren, I am joined by the one and only Travis Conaway, Uh, our thoughts go out to Sean, as Sean is out with a throat today, the plague, Uh, yes we do not envy that, and we wish him a quick and speedy recovery, Uh, we're glad to have you back, I know we had sick kids in your family last week,
1: and Um, sick kids again
0: this week, yep, <laughs> N- nothing that we want for anyone—that's for sure. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's jump into one of the more exciting things that happens in the month of February: uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Woo! Uh, so we've got some exciting things happening. And personally, I always like to start with All-Star Saturday Night. I feel like it's, uh, in general, the most exciting part of the weekend. Because I would rather watch all of the individual contests than watch the game where no one plays defense yeah uh, speaking of first they're going to be doing the skills challenge uh, usually Travis can you describe the skills challenge so
1: the skills challenge is one of my favorite events um, it kind of it's kind of been a staple um, basically it, it's one of the three events and if I remember correctly, it's short range shooting, passing, and dribble skills. And it's basically a relay of going through all three events. Um, they've got quite a bit of, you know, I wouldn't say big names, but not small names by any means um, going into it this year. Uh, we do have a Thunder player, so go Thunder,
0: go SGA. Uh, we're all rooting for you here. For so um, those of you who are not, Thunder uh, affiliated that Shay Gilgis Alexander And I believe he is
1: uh, I'm looking at the odds right now And he is the second most favorite to win it um, Behind Spencer Dinwiddie um, I'm going to be completely honest This has some names that I had never seen um, On it And then there were some that I'm like Oh, that's totally understandable um, You mentioned before the podcast That Demonta Savonis being on there is a little odd. Um, well, I would say I, the
0: same thing about Pascal Siakam.
1: Yeah, I can understand both of those uh, you know, mindsets. Um, however, Pascal Siakam is third in odds, um, while DeMontis Sabonis is second to last. Um, last being Bam. Uh, Adebayo. Adebayo from Miami Heat. Yep. Uh, so, I don't know. This is one of my favorite competitions to watch just because it's kind of it reminds me of like High school drills that you did growing up playing basketball. Um, so this is definitely one that I'll watch uh, for sure. Um, and obviously, obviously, you know, I've got a soft spot for uh, Shea Gildris, and and then I've got a little bit of a soft spot for Sabonis, being a former Thunder. Um, Pick a winner. I'm I'm gonna take Shea Gildris Alexander. Um, I know that he's not the favorite, but I think his skills are. Um, well versed for this, um, and he's kind of been the team leader when it comes
0: to these kind of skills. So I like so it. When I look at the list of former winners, we have Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Jason Tatum was the champion last year. Uh, I think it's kind of fun that we get to have you know three people that have previously won this event mm-hmm. in the event, uh, and I feel like it's one of the events that you actually get some of the names that might fit as best players for those skills. Because this is, I would say, typically I would call this a point guard challenge. That being said, I feel like Jason Tatum, he won it last year, he's fresh. I think he's gonna win it again uh, for the Celtics this year in Chicago. Uh, Let's move over to the three-point contest. Uh, Three-point contest is probably my favorite event of the weekend. If for no other reason than I like seeing people drain threes. (laughs) Uh, It also is the one that was the most fun to replicate on a video game. Oh, yeah. Um, True story that no one cares about right here. Uh, I remember playing on the original PlayStation, and I had Ray Allen of the Bucks. <laughs> and I went 25 for 25 from 3 For a perfect 30 yes, sir. And it was awesome um, Looking at the field This year uh, We've got a couple of Defending champions uh, Or Joe Harris is the Defending champion mm-hmm. If you're looking back historically We don't have any other Prior champions on this It's because they're all hurt well, That's <laughs> not true Steph Curry, Clayton. Devin Booker, uh, Eric Gordon, Kyrie Irving is hurt. Uh, Steph Curry, hurt. My favorite winner, of course, is 2006, Dirk Nowitzki.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one was crazy. In fact that a giant man like that.
0: He was good at threes, though. He
1: was. He is good. At, it was. Um,
0: if I had to pick a winner for someone who wants to kind of prove themselves on a big stage, uh, I actually feel like I'm going with a little bit of a local flair here with Trey Young. Yep. I think Trey Young, uh, you know, they're gonna do a lot to honor Kobe uh this weekend. Trey Young grew up, was a big fan. It was really close to him. Honored him right, you know, you know, one of his G Gianna's favorite players. Yeah. I think he's gonna come out and he's gonna try to, to fire it up. Hopefully that means that he's sinking him and he's in the zone. And that he's not too amped up. Yeah. Um, but because of the, the connection and the fact that he's kind of still an up and coming star, I think Trey Young is my pick to win this event.
1: Um, I'm actually going to go with the odds here and not take Trey Young. I'm going to go with Damian Lillard.
0: Uh, can't, can't Dame, Dame time.
1: Dame time, man. It's, it's hard not to uh, with that dude. That guy is an absolute beast. Then we have the dunk contest which has the least amount of people um, including a guy who was in it back what seems to be like 20 years ago um, in Dwight Howard. Um, I love watching Dwight Howard do slant dunks just because he was so dominant you know underneath the rim when I was growing up watching basketball that I knew if he was under the rim there was no stopping that dude because he was just massive. Um, however, he is voted last uh, under um, the odds with Aaron Gordon being the first. Um, I could see, I could see Aaron Gordon taking it. Um, I honestly, I don't have a name that I'm gonna pick. To, I, I'll probably just go with the odds and, and stick with Aaron Gordon, just because the dunk contest to me, it it, it gets it gets a little weird voting because it's like.
0: Oh it totally does yeah
1: it's it's definitely odd because you know like the year that Blake Griffin won it, like there was a rule specifically you couldn't use outside like props and stuff, and yet Blake Griffin brought in a car, and it just luckily for him, the car was the sponsor of the weekend, so they didn't throw a fit about it,
0: <laughs> and he ended up winning because of it i I think I'm going to go with the player that might be one of the least known in the field.
1: It's a good good odds. That's how Hump I, Diallo won it last year. <laughs> I'm going
0: to go with Pat Connaughton of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Uh, in general, he just hasn't been terribly well known. But I also feel like if this is your first time in the dunk contest, this is your time to actually be the most creative. You know... Aaron Gordon has been in the dunk contest. Dwight Howard has been in the dunk contest. Granted, it was like 12 years ago. Derrick Jones Jr. has also been in a previous dunk contest. Pat Connaughton, that's who I want to see doing this. Uh, Plus, I know all of my Wisconsin homies are going to love that I'm picking a buck to win the dunk contest. (laughs) I I just
1: don't like the fact that they don't have too many... Big names. Uh, I think, like when it comes to the dunk contest, guys are still kind of, I don't know, standoffish. I feel like, you know, don't get me wrong. These, you know, four, what is it, four or five, four guys are great dunkers, but I think there's even better dunkers in the league. They just don't want to do it.
0: Absolutely. Um, I had seen something recently where someone said they should literally go and get three NBA dunkers and then three people that just are, like, professional voice. dunkers and have them go head-to-head against each other just Heck to yeah, see like what happens. I would love to see
1: uh, – he's famous online. I don't know what his name is, um, but he showed up to a dunk contest and absolutely, like, decimated he, – he looked like he was just a dude in the crowd, um, but he's an insanely good athlete with some very creative dunks. I would love to see him in our dunk contest.
0: Um that being said, we do have the All-Star game itself. Uh the draft already occurred. Who are you leaning towards? Are you team LeBron or team Giannis?
1: I'm going to go with team LeBron. Um I just like his team. Um I mean, it's doesn't really matter just because it's the All-Star game, so it's kind of worthless when it comes to like defense basically, it, it reminds me a lot of a Harlem Globetrotters game. It's there for entertainment purposes. and But I, I like Team
0: LeBron. If I could whistle, you would be hearing some sweet Harlem Globetrotter esque tunes <laughs> as he mentioned that. Uh, I'm not that good at whistling and you don't want to hear that. Uh, I am also Team LeBron this weekend. I feel like in general, uh, he's got my boy Luca on there. Uh, he's got... The Brody, Russell Westbrook. The original Brody. Yeah. uh, You know, if they decide to play defense at some point, he's got Anthony Davis and Coy Leonard (laughs) and himself. Uh, I am curious how the uh, not real fourth quarter is going to work. Yeah. With them trying to just score an extra 24 points. Personally, I I like some of that. Uh, taking a, a bit of a page out of the playbook of the big three, I believe, where yeah. you just play to an end score. Uh, that way you're not fouling and timeouts and a bunch of dumbness down the stretch of a game. Yeah. Um, let's go to the next one, uh, which is bringing baseball onto our agenda. And I'm curious how, how seriously baseball is considering this. But they're considering changing the playoff of the form or the format of the playoffs. I just want to break it down real quick and then we can get into some of the details. Um, but they're saying that they would change from five teams per league to seven, so 10 to 14 overall. The team that has the best division record gets home field and they get a bye basically for the first round of the playoffs. Right. Uh, and then the remaining two division winners and the Wild card team with the best record. Host a best-of-three series, uh, which I like in getting rid of the one-game playoff series because one game is not how baseball is played. And then, but the interesting thing there is, so if you're the second-best division winner, you pick your opponent from the three worst wildcard teams. And the next division winner picks their opponent. Right. I feel like that basically means if the Nationals sneak into the playoffs this year, you're going, oh, I don't care if they're the fourth wildcard team. I'm not facing Scherzer and Strasburg. Give me someone else. (laughs) Like, let's let's just be real. Yeah. Right. Um, And I also feel like if you know an opponent or don't want to go in your division, you get a little bit of flexibility there. I mean, I like that Um, concept. And then you would go ahead and just move over to the divisional round and play as you currently do. You have the five game series, presumably with the division winner, the overall home field winner playing the one between the two wildcard teams, and then the other two division winners, if they advanced, would play each other. I know a lot of people are, especially baseball purists are lambasting this news. I think that it's actually fairly creative uh, what were your thoughts when you heard this coming out?
1: Honestly, I was super behind the times when it came to hearing about it. Um, I Honestly, I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it. I I kind of want to see it in action first. Because, I, like I said, I don't really know how it's going to work and if there's going to be ways for teams to kind of corrupt it, giving them a little bit more, you know, hands-on, you know, getting to choose your team and things like that. So, I, I honestly, I'm not sure. I, I'm i excited to see it um, and see if it works out. That's for sure. But other than that, I, I want to see it before I make a for-sure definition of this is poop or this is all right.
0: For me, I think part of it is I... I'm trying to figure out if baseball is actually considering doing this, right? Or if baseball decided that they wanted to get some discussion in the months of January, and they were able to do so well, I guess it's February now. So get some discussion in February before the season. And we're not talking about stealing signs. And, yeah, and I could see that too. Coaches and GMs getting fired. Because when you're talking about a change that wouldn't happen for two seasons and would have to be collectively bargained, right? one, it doesn't hurt to get some initial feelers out there, but the timing. <laughs> yeah, the timing of I think this, it's mostly a distraction. <laughs> let's get everyone's attention off of the scandal before the season. It just seems like it's... It's good timing. Too much of a... Almost too good. I've got this ace and I'm tossing it out there because okay. I'm going to win
1: and get the me to diamonds. talk about something
0: completely different. Yeah. Um so that's personally where I'm at. I also think that the idea is it was really cool. I I want them to do this. I want to have regular series instead of a one game playoff between the two wild card teams. I never really got into that. Yeah. I felt like it was really reactionary to Uh, You might have to help me here. But the season where basically several races came down to the last day. Like, it was day 162, and there was four or five races that were coming down to the stretch. Like, the Red Sox and Rays. I don't
1: remember the year. I don't
0: remember the year either, but it wasn't that long ago. I feel like that's baseball went, oh, this was really exciting. Let's have a one-game playoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not really a big fan.
1: It kind of reminds me of, like, when you were a kid playing like an MLB baseball game, but you didn't want to play all the season, you would shorten the season and make the playoffs one games <laughs> instead of seven-game series.
0: Yeah, which is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and jump over to football. <laughs> Miles Garrett, it's amazing. as let's of today, got reinstated. He did. Um, I know that he missed the last six games of the 2019 season. Obviously, the Browns did not make the playoffs, so there were no playoff games missed. i I don't know. I don't know where I land on this because it's still a bit fresh. Travis, can you share some of your thoughts on this one i
1: I don't like it. I'm gonna be honest, I don't like it, and that may be my bias because he hit you know my boy, but at the same time, I'm like, I feel like he didn't really get all that much punishment when i've seen people get punished for significantly less um
0: to be clear because i didn't say it miles garrett was suspended for when he hit mason rudolph in the head with a helmet yeah. he was swinging it very forcefully at his head sorry you yeah continue.
1: i just i i don't know i'm not sure how i i i feel about it i feel like it's I don't think it's enough, because um, like I said, I've seen people suspended and ejected for significantly less than that, um, and had their reinstated, like, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get on a soapbox or anything, but like, there are players that aren't in the league right now because of weed, let alone trying to kill somebody with a helmet, like... <laughs> But I I can understand where they're coming from. You know, they may think six games is enough. I I personally don't, and I know a lot of people that don't. Um, But then there's also those Browns fans and and other fans that are like, yeah, he he did his due diligence. Uh, I don't think this whole situation was handled well from the very beginning. Um, As soon as he was, you know, reprimanded, he immediately tried to attack him again, like um, saying that he was saying things that he didn't and that, then his own teammates came out and said, No, he never said that. I never heard anything. So I feel like he was, he, he was, it was handled very childishly on, on that end. And, yeah,
0: it's I another think, thing. I think the, this, the point that I would make about Miles Garrett is this was a first offense. If there's ever a second offense, he will be out of the league. Yeah. Um, unless it's something with on the field of play. If it's a um, Vlante's perfect type of a hit, we're going to see a four to six game suspension. Mm -hmm. But if it's anything remotely like it was this time, Banned for Life, AKA Pete I I have a tough time, because I do believe people deserve second chances. And I also go, the season is over, yeah. He should at least be able to go practice with the team and be with the team in the offseason.
1: Yeah, I, I wish there was like a I, step below suspension.
0: But I also would have been fine if he could have missed a couple of games to start the next year. Yeah. Maybe if he missed two games and so it ended up equaling half a season. But I also go, how can you do that if you're letting him return to practice? Yeah. I, I, I don't know where the line is because I think being able to return to football activities in the off season is a natural flow. I th-
1: I think it would have been okay to be like, yeah, let's let him come back for like the off season stuff, training camp, but you're still going to have a few games you have to sit out. I wish there was like a, uh, like a kind of like a middle ground, I guess you'd say. Yeah.
0: Well, let's go ahead. And, uh, there's been a lot of quarterback discussion this week. We're going to take a look a little bit at the quarterback carousel. Uh, speaking of carousels, uh, just off topic, Mel Tucker became the head coach of Michigan State overnight. <laughs> uh, Colorado Literally while was we were going sleeping. to need a new head coach, uh, and we are okay with that, because neither of us like Colorado. Um, I think they
1: should just shut down the program.
0: Yeah, but then they wouldn't have losing seasons anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. So, the big news this week was the Chargers and Phillip Rivers basically announcing that they were separating after being together for the last 16 seasons. Um, you know, they're not really trying to resign him. He's going to be a free agent. Uh, we've got a list of quarterbacks here. I just kind of want to see where we domino. Uh, we'll just pick one spot for each quarterback and see where they land. Where do you have Phillip Rivers? The Colts. Next year.
1: I have him with the Colts.
0: Uh, why do you have him with the Colts?
1: I honestly have no idea. That's just the vibe I'm getting. Um, it seems to be like anytime there's like, oh, let's predict it. That's where he's going. Um, I honestly, I have no idea why I picked it. It's just where I thought. Okay. I think that's what they're going to need. Um, and, I, and I think that reason behind it is because I think the Chargers are officially like, All right, it's time to, it's time kind of thing so it's not like he it's not like tom brady where he kind of has the chance to stay
0: true very true um i'm gonna go ahead and take a quarterback next off of our list i'm gonna take tom brady because everyone's talking about the rumors of what's going to happen with him and i'm going to quite boringly say that he stays in new england as a member of the patriots um, bleh. I don't think that he ends up anywhere else I don't think he wants to be I just think that he's gonna go back to where he knows and where he knows the offense and where yeah. he knows what to expect on a day in day out basis and yeah. uh, it, the familiarity I think is gonna end up meaning more plus the other teams that I see that are potential I don't think are teams that have a legitimate chance at contending in 2020 with Brady.
1: Yeah, I think I think my issue there is the fact that it's he's been there 20 years. Belichick's had him for 20 years. Um, I don't see either one wanting to start over right there at the end. So I, I have to agree with you that he stays.
0: All right, go ahead. You pick a, a quarterback from the list and pick a destination for him.
1: I'm going to take Mr. Teddy Two Gloves. And I'm going to send him to the Carolina Panthers on a sign.
0: Is he going to be the starter? Yes. All right, so you have Cam Newton going somewhere. I do. To be determined later. We don't have him on the list, so we don't have to figure that one out. Yeah. Um, Teddy definitely has deserved a starting job. He's younger than Cam. He's more of a pocket passer. I think what he could do... I mean, he's still mobile, mm-hmm. but what he could do in a Matt Rule Joe Brady offense would be right. very interesting, uh, especially when you have uh, what I'm going to call the Swiss Army knife of running backs in the league right now Christian McCaffrey. He does everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a great place to end up being. Um, next on the list, I'm going to go to a Jameis Winston. And I'm going to say that I think he goes to the Chargers.
1: Really? I don't see that one.
0: I think that, in general, uh, the Chargers have to do something at the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. They're not high enough to draft someone that they might really like. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think you want to take a rookie quarterback into a new stadium in the Los Angeles market when you're already Having trouble selling tickets mm-hmm. At least Jameis Winston has personality Whether or not It's a likable personality <laughs> That's uh, For the viewer to decide um, But He's got a Heisman He's bringing some ambiance around him
1: yeah. To the team See I have them picking a quarterback But I have them bringing in Marcus Mariota that's my thought process. But we can go with yours. Um, and with that, I'm going to take Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco, I predict, is going to go to the Bucks. And I actually, had, I actually had James Winston staying with the Bucks, So I had the Bucks getting two of the free agents here. Um, kind of a as a... <coughs> they saw what Joe Flacco did to help Drew Locke. So maybe they can, they were thinking that he could help James Winston. So, But now I have him going as the starter since James Winston's not going to be there.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a dynamic move here, and I'm going to go with uh, Andy Dalton. And I'm going to say that Andy Dalton gets traded to the Eagles for a third-round pick. The Eagles? The Eagles know what it's like to invest in a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Eagles... I can trust someone like Andy Dalton, uh, somewhat Nick Foles-esque, in the fact that he's not really starter tier, but he's not really backup tier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that putting him behind Wentz, it's not probably what Andy Dalton wants. No. But I think that it would be a great pickup for Philly.
1: Yeah. I actually have uh, – I had Andy Dalton going to the Bears – um And I actually had uh, the Eagles going out and getting Nick Foles back.
0: Well, that means, I mean, he's still signed for 20-something million this year, so I don't think the Eagles are going to do that.
1: No, no, not this year, but I have him eventually going back to the Eagles. Possibly.
0: Yeah. Uh, So we've got one person left. It's Marcus Mariota. We've kind of convoluted and picked over each other here a little bit. Yeah. Where would you have Mariota going?
1: Man, that's tough because I, I legitimately had him with the butt or with the Chargers. Um I'm trying to think of other places that need quarterbacks. Um I I don't see him being a starter anywhere he goes. Um but I could see him going somewhere like the Titans as a backup. Staying. Yeah, staying. Um uh, staying there as the Titans backup. Um, with him kind of still riding the the, the Tannehill um, train. But I could also see him going to the uh, I think he goes as a backup no matter where he goes, so I'm not sure why he's being sought after so much because he's not proven anything to anybody. Um, so he could go to the Chargers, um, but I don't see him going to the Chargers because I think the Chargers are going to get Justin Herbert um, unless they want to bring in Mariota as a charger to mentor to Justin Herbert, who's also a former Duck. But I, I honestly have no idea where he's going to go. <laughs> like I,
0: when I look at this, I kind of put him as a backup, but I put him in a backup similar to uh, Ryan Tannehill's role this past year. Yeah, I, I put him in a uh, maybe a Las Vegas Raiders uniform, uh, maybe a Chicago Bears uniform to push uh, what's his face that they drafted over uh, Mahomes? Trubisky. I couldn't I think of his name because he's so bad. Um, but I I think that we're on a similar wavelength there. Um, that Mariota is probably going somewhere as a backup. I'm going to write Raiders on my piece of paper just as <laughs> a potential option there. I'm going to put a question mark. That's fair. Uh, now it's time to take a few moments and talk about the Super Bowl of Stock Car Racing. <laughs> the Daytona 500. But it's not. It's the beginning of their season. I mean, They it start is, with the biggest event of the season. It is. It's the only one that anyone pays attention to, I feel like. I'm watching for the crashes
1: as I put in our poll
0: on Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I know that uh, the one that actually won that was people saying left turns are boring. Uh, So I don't know that we're gonna spend a ton of time on this left turns are boring left turns going at 200 plus miles an hour aren't so boring Uh, Speaking of we do know a little bit about the field Uh, Ricky Stenhouse jr. Is going to be the pole sitter and Alex Bowman is starting in second It's tough because at this point The duels are tomorrow where we figure out pretty much the rest of the field, right? That kind of stinks. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just being honest that you never know what's going to happen. I will say Ricky Stenhouse Jr. only has two wins in his career. Mm-hmm. The first one was in 2017 at Talladega. Yep. The last one was the summer event at Daytona, the Coke Zero 400. <laughs> <laughs> he likes super speed waves. Mm-hmm. He's been a pole sitter before. He's twenty to one in odds. Definitely don't count him out. Yeah. I mean, it helps his odds right now because he should start first. Should. <laughs> so he should he should get to press the
1: gas first. Yeah. Um, but actually, the the odds leader is Joey Logano
0: currently at ten to one. I mean, you never know what is but going to happen.
1: If you have a ton of money and you just want to give it away. Go put like 100 bucks on Timmy Hill. Because if he somehow pulls off a win,
0: it's 160 to 1. <laughs> Don't put your money on him. That's a, that's a good payout if he wins. Um, anything else you want to add about the Daytona 500 there, Brody? Uh, no.
1: Bring on the Rex, man. <laughs> like, as I've said in our poll and on Twitter, those are the best parts. Uh, I do have a funny story about the Daytona 500. Um, the Daytona 500 is the reason why I'm not allowed to uh, cook chili for my family um, Like my mom and stuff Because one day we were, my mom and my sisters had something to do And they left my brother-in-law and I in charge of stirring the chili While well, we fell asleep watching the Daytona 500 and the chili <laughs> So Failed <laughs> Mind you, I was only like nine So I probably shouldn't have been stirring the chili in the first place
0: So, uh, this day in sports history, it is February the 12th as we are recording this, Uh, Daytona 500 related, this day in 1984, Cale Yarbrough completed a lap above 200 miles an hour. It was the first time that anyone had completed a lap over 200 miles an hour, and it also he won it in back-to-back years. That Mm -hmm. was a back-to-back win for him. Uh, Next up, on this day in history, uh, it is February, and it is time to think about the Winter Olympics. Uh, I feel like they're somewhat of the lesser respected Olympics, uh, just because they don't have the swimming and track and field that everyone loves, uh, at least here in the U.S. Uh, I love the Winter Olympics. I think they're quite enjoyable. I'm an extreme sports junkie, so... Um, Winter Olympics are all all about that. So we had a couple Olympics start on this day in history. The first of which being that we're going to reference is the 1994 Lillehammer Winter Olympics in Lillehammer, Norway. Norway. Norway did win the most medals, but with most Olympics, they do try to look and see... Who won the most golds? Mm. Russia won the most golds. That's goals. how you technically win the Olympics. We don't always look at it that way when we look at the overall no, tally. it's, yeah. <coughs> it's a point system. But, uh, Brody, do you want to talk about the big event of the 94 Olympics? Um, well, I was three. Um, so,
1: let's be honest. I don't actually remember the 94 Olympics. However, I know all about this. Um, this is when... Uh, Tanya Harding and her, I believe it was her ex-husband, colluded with another person to uh, basically try to end Nancy Kerrigan's career by smashing her in the knee. Um, I I found out today when you and I were looking into this that she still competed that year, and it was seven (laughs) weeks after the incident, and got silver. (laughs) So, you know... Hard to say. Uh, they really did a whole lot, but it, I, I know it was huge. Um, I know you know the debacle was huge, and there's always some kind of you know, controversy. It seems like with the Olympics, but this one was. I mean, this is one that someone who was three years old still knows all about.
0: Um, the other Olympics that started on this day in history was the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, Canada won the most golds. The U.S. got the most medals. Uh, not nearly anything as interesting as what happened uh, before the Norway Olympics. But in general, anytime we can talk about Olympic sports, we enjoy doing that here on Brody Sports Talk. Yeah. Um, that being said, we're going to transition over to college hoops. Woo. Um, we're going to look at the Big Ten race, which is not one depressing. of the... Uh, They almost upset Maryland yesterday. They did. Which Maryland is the top record team in the Big Ten. According to Joe Lunardi, 11 of the 14 teams from the Big Ten would make the tournament if it started today. Not Nebraska. Unfortunately, Nebraska (laughs) is not one of
1: them. Sorry, Nebraska fans. I'm not trying to be a hater. I actually really enjoy watching Nebraska sports, but... I, I, I just think Fred Hoiberg
0: isn't there yet, and that's fine. <laughs> um, what you said about football before Scott Frost. And he's not quite there yet either. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need to have a winning season at some point. <laughs> Somebody does at least. Um, so Maryland, 10-3 and 3 in the conference, 20-4 overall. Uh, they're currently listed as a two-seed, according to Joe Lunardi. Uh, they have a, a really big game this week because one of the contenders behind them is going against them. They're going to be playing at Michigan State against Izzo and the Spartans. Um, I really feel like it's going to be a battle of the senior guards. Anthony Cohen Jr. versus Cassius Winston. What is there to say about Cassius Winston? Everyone knows him. It feels like he's been at Michigan State for about 72 seasons.
1: Yeah. Um, Michigan State's also on, like, a
0: really bad... They've been on an odd streak, but yeah. I think part of that we is the power of the the power of the the Big Ten. Um, I mean, they did win last night against the Fighting Illini, yeah. which are also in the running for the conference. Before that, they had dropped their last three in a row. Yeah, they were both on losing streaks.
1: But now the Illini are on a three-game losing streak.
0: Yeah, you never know what's going to happen when you have that many teams stacked up against each other. Which is why, even though Maryland's 10-3, and three, we end up having six teams on this list. And Michigan State at 9-5 and five is conceivably in the running, especially if they can pull off the upset at home this week against the Terrapins. Right. Um, who do you want to focus on next? I mean,
1: of the Big Ten... You said we have six teams, so it 's hard, and they all kind of like mix around with each other, so we kind of hit them all at once. One team we haven 't really mentioned much uh, is Penn State um, with uh, Lamar Stevens, you know that dude you don't see a lot of seniors in basketball, um, and so the fact that they have one is is pretty cool you know, and most time it's one and done's and and you don't really see that. I mean, obviously, Penn State's not, like, a powerhouse like Duke. But, you know, they play
0: Northwestern on the on Saturday. And Northwestern is bad. Yeah. 1-11 in conference right now.
1: 6-16 total. You know who they remind me of? Oklahoma State.
0: <laughs> hey, Oklahoma State got a win yesterday. Yes, they did. Take that, Mildcats. <laughs> Take
1: that, Kansas State.
0: <laughs> um, just to keep going down the list, I want to – I. I I don't like them, but I have to highlight Iowa. They're playing tomorrow at uh, Assembly Hall, one of my favorite college basketball stadiums uh, when they take on Indiana. Uh, Then you have a junior center who also uh, has some Luca magic because his name is Luka Garza. And he's averaging nearly a 20-point double-double, 23.1 points per game. 9.9 rebounds per game. That's impressive. He, like, that is one of those things where you never know what is going to happen. But having a a strong center that you can rely on to get you the points and the boards is always a big plus. Right. Um, The other two that we haven't really talked about are Rutgers and Illinois. And they're going to play each other Um, at Rutgers on Saturday. Yeah. Rutgers, Rutgers has to play Ohio State yeah, tonight. They a game in between it. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: the fighting Illini, they're, they're led by, man, um, rough. The freshman, he's, what, you said he was like seven foot something? Huge dude. Uh, Kofi Cockburn, he's 13.7 points per game and, and nine rebounds per game. I mean, dude's seven foot. I mean, <laughs> how do you defend that? He just reaches up and touches the rim. Um, well, Rutgers has got Ron ha- Harper, uh, Ron Harper Jr. actually, who's a sophomore. Um, he's got about 11 points per game, so it's crazy to see, you know, a guard at 11 points per game versus the leading scorer on, uh, on you know, Illinois is a center, who's seven foot.
0: Um, um, Illinois did just have someone go down with an injury last night, yeah, which also bad. stings. Uh, you never want to see that happen. It was, it was on the final one of their night. Yeah, one of their best players. Yeah. Uh, up there with Kofi, getting getting a lot of points. So the tough thing for me, when I was looking at Rutgers and picking someone out, I picked Ron Harper Jr. just because he did lead the team in points per game. Yeah. They have six play well, six players That's... that are eight points per game or more, and they have another person at seven and a half points per game. Right. You're not overloading anyone there with a ton of minutes. You're not really over utilizing anyone but it also means I don't know that you have a clutch time stud and so I don't know how that's going to impact Rutgers as they continue to make their bid for the tournament and try to stay alive for the regular season
1: yeah I I don't like their chances especially because you know Illinois has a little bit more time to rest um, they did have that big injury um, I'm not sure how severe the injury is I don't know if they've announced it um, it was is dos. I don't know how Joss, to say that know? guy's name. He was he was at seventeen points when he went down. Um, he was leading he's the team's leading scorer at fifteen uh, per game.
0: Yeah. So I mean, he's that that hurts. Um, well, let's move over to one of the other exciting conferences uh, to wrap up the show today, uh, we're gonna move over to the Ohio Valley. Um, these small conferences are hard. So, I love the Ohio Valley. Uh, I feel like, in general, with the tournament for several years, you would kind of go, oh, Belmont, let's put them down for a win, or let's watch that game, because that's going to be a near upset. Uh, The Belmont Bruins always were putting up a fight. Uh, They haven't been in a couple years. Last year, the representative was the Murray State Racers. And Murray State's doing pretty well. Um, Murray State doesn't have John Morant. He's with the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. But... Eleven and one in conference, eighteen and six overall, and they're playing number two in the conference tomorrow night, as they take on Austin P. at Austin P. the Governors, the Governors who are ten and two in the conference. Uh, Governors have a road loss at Belmont, or no? That Murray State's only loss is a road loss at Belmont. (laughs) I. Miss which team I was looking up there for a second. Right. Um, which, that's, that's a tough one. You don't want to have a road loss against your opponent. Um, whereas, Austin P. also has a road loss at Belmont and a loss at Tennessee State. They've lost their last two. So, they were 10-0 in the conference, dropped two. Guess what you get to do now? You get to host uh, Murray State. Mm-hmm. leading Leading the conference. Uh, Austin P actually does have a guard that is averaging a double-double, and Terry Taylor, he's a junior, 22.3 points per game, 10.4 rebounds per game. Uh, Murray State, I feel like Murray State always has good guards. Um, Cameron Payne came from there and made it to the NBA. Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. (laughs) Best dancer in the NBA. Oh, sorry. I had to do that. I love Cameron Payne. You know, John Morant, everyone loved John Morant yeah, he's there like, at Murray State. <laughs> I mean, he's got Memphis in the playoffs right now.
1: He does. Playoffs? You're
0: talking about practice. <laughs> um, Tevin Brown is the new guy at Murray State with 18.5 points per game. Sophomore, just kind of filling in some of those shoes that John Morant left behind. I do think Belmont is the wild card here. They they do have two conference losses, but anytime that you have wins over both the teams ahead of you, you're threatening. Um, yeah, I mean especially you know
1: like you said when you win, especially when you win and you have the tiebreakers against these other teams, um, you know it helps. You you can there
0: are two games behind them, so I mean all, I mean that it's basketball. It can change in. Split second it can you never know what's going to happen with some of these leagues. Um, I would be remiss to at least not leave out as a footnote that there is a fourth team that is at nine and three as well. It's the Eastern Kentucky Colonels mm-hmm. um, but they're twelve and thirteen overall uh they when they have lost, it has not been good
1: no and and they play away. They don't play well out of their own court. They're four and eight in their in their away scores, and, and that's just not that's just not okay. Um, but you look at teams, especially like Belmont, who's ten and one at home and eight and five at away. That's what more unique. You, you can't have you know eight and three at home but four and eight away. That's not going to bode well for you uh, throughout the entire season.
0: Well, and Eastern Kentucky still has at Austin P versus Belmont and at Murray State on their schedule. When they played Belmont at Belmont earlier this year, they lost 87-56. to 56. Ouch. That is a...
1: That's a blitz. That is not what you
0: <laughs> want. Um, and that's why I have a tough time saying that they're really in consideration in the Ohio Valley. Yeah. I think that they've gotten the wins against the teams that they need to beat, but they aren't really a top-tier team. I would have to agree. Uh, That being said, that is it for our agenda today. Uh, Be sure to tune in next week. Uh, We should be previewing the NFL Combine. Yes. Because that will be starting next weekend. I love Uh, the Combine. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at BrodyTalk. We love hearing your guys' thoughts and suggestions. For sure. uh, My name is Caleb Walgren. On behalf of Sean and Travis, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Y'all have a great week. Woo!